You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. Jehoshaphat was deemed, he was a righteous guy. He had made some mistakes, but he had done what was right in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord was with him. Even in this compromise, even in this bad decision, the Lord was still there. That should tell us something. That should tell us that we're all going to make a bad decision every now and then. We're all going to do that, but when we cry out to the Lord, when we cry out to the Lord, when we realize our mistake and we cry out to the Lord, he's going to be there in a heartbeat. He's going to be there in a minute. Jehoshaphat made mistakes and ignored the Lord, but because of his righteousness, God still forgave him. Maybe you relate to Jehoshaphat today. If you do, Pastor Dave wants you to realize that even in his ignorance, God was always with Jehoshaphat, ready to step in when he cried out for help, and he'll be there for you too. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 18, as he continues his message, One Bad Decision. Have you ever told somebody what they wanted to hear because you were afraid of their reaction? Think about it. Have you ever told somebody because you were afraid that they might get angry at you if you told them the truth? If you told them what they were doing wrong? Have you ever? That happened? Sure, sure. Perhaps they were true followers of Yahweh who were seduced by Ahab and they wanted repentance. But they aligned themselves with Ahab and that was terrible. We see this today. We see strong men, strong women of Christianity, strong Christians. And unfortunately, they leave the cover of God and they start to do their own thing. They start to teach people and bring people and and lead people astray. They start teaching with tickly ears and crazy words and people follow them. It's very sad, very, very sad. Zedekiah said, you're going to gore the Syrians until they're destroyed. And what he's using here is the object lesson. These horns of iron illustrate two powerful forces. The armies were going to rout the Syrians. And this was going to be a great time. Must have been a heck of a presentation that they were doing here. But the prophecy of Micaiah, the faithful prophet, he comes and he prophesies. And listen to what he says in 12 through 16. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king. Therefore, please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. And Micaiah said, As the Lord leaves, whatever my God says, that I will speak. Then he came to the king. And the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Galid or shall I refrain? And he said, Go and prosper and they shall be delivered into your hand. So the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? (laughs) I love this. What made him not believe Micaiah? Was it something in his demeanor? Did he come before the king and go, yeah, yeah, okay, go up and prosper. Yeah, okay, sure. Go ahead, do that. That'll be fine. And did he have a smirk on his face? I don't know. It doesn't really say. But But Ahab says, how many times did I tell you to tell me the truth? I want to know the truth. Tell me the truth. I want to know the truth. 
So it's a dramatic scene. We read in 1 Kings that Micaiah was in prison and he's brought out of prison just to do this one thing. So we see that he's a prophet, he's in rags and he's chains and he stands before the Lord and he wants to speak. But he had a tone which was probably mocking and sarcastic. But he said similar words to the 405th prophets and he delivered a message that was completely different. How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth? King Ahab recognized the mocking voice and he said, no, you got to tell me what it is. How many times? Didn't I tell you he would say something bad? In verse 17, he said, and the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Then Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. And I imagine his voice started to boom. Imagine his voice got that voice like in the Ten Commandments, Moses. I remember that voice, thus says the Lord, you know. His voice got up and he got bold, thus says the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing at his right hand and his left. And the Lord said, who will go persuade Ahab, king of Israel, to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner, another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. Whoa, that's something. Now, some difficulty here, some difficulty here. Did the Lord tell these people to lie? What kind of spirits were they? Yeah. Why? How can we tell they were evil? You mean to tell me that evil spirits can go to the throne of God? You better read Job. Because Satan himself can go to the throne of God. Satan himself can go to the throne of God. So it's believed that these are evil spirits also with Satan at the throne room of God. And God's going to use one of these evil spirits to do what? Accomplish his will. I love that. God works all things together for good. He uses all things at his disposal to accomplish his will. Micaiah saw the Lord sitting on his throne. That reminds me of what Isaiah said, remember? I saw the Lord seated on the throne, and the train of his temple filled the room. Oh, man, I love it. I just love that picture of the Lord sitting on his throne. So Micaiah does it. One was on the right hand and on his left, a place of favor. This is great. You know, Satan is allowed to come to the throne of God, and his fallen angels have access to heaven. We cannot... Teach that God cannot allow evil in his presence because he allows Satan up there even to this day. And Jesus is up there making intercession for you. When Jesus comes up and says, look at that guy, Dave. Jesus says, now nah, he's one of mine. He's one of mine. He's a child of God. Praise God for that. So who will persuade Ahab to go up that he might fall at Ramoth Galid? Who will persuade him? So he said, I will go out in the lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail and go up and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. <laughs> Zedekiah didn't like this. Zedekiah, who was the son of Chananah, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? Now, I don't know. When I read this, 
I know we're in the Old Testament, but I, when I read this, somebody can tell me where I'm going in my head? Yeah. Remember when they struck Jesus? And who, who struck you? Remember? And they, one of them to prophesy over who was striking him. Remember that? Well, I get that from here. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Who, who, who did that? Which spirit of the Lord told you to speak to me? And Micaiah said, indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into the inner chamber to hide. Then the king of Israel said, take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city of Joash, to the king's son, and say, thus says the king, put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and the water of affliction until I return in peace. But Micaiah said, if you ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, take heed, all you people. Whoa. So you're seeking the Lord's help. You want the Lord's to help you. And you got all these people telling you one thing, and this one guy comes up and tells you something different. What do you do? You better be on your knees praying. <laughs> you better be on your knees. You know, this is why we need the Holy Spirit. This is why we need the Holy Spirit of discerning spirits. This is why we need the gift. This is why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit so we know what's going on. So we know what's going on. It's interesting, though, one of the, they believed that one of the falling angels volunteered to do this task, and Ahab wanted to be deceived. God would give him that, what he wanted, and he would use the falling angel. And if you go to Deuteronomy 13, 11, and Ezekiel 14, it talks about people who were unified by false prophets because of their idolatry, because they were so far gone from God. They're never going to return, and it's almost like God gave them over to their debased mind. He gave them over to that, and he said, okay, they were just so far there that the angel, they believe anything they hear, anything they hear. The reaction is, hey guys, I'm going to put this guy in prison. Feed him the bread of affliction and the water of affliction. Take Micaiah, return him to the jail. If you ever return to peace, the Lord has not spoken to me. So there's a great battle. There's a great battle. And then we'll finish out this. We probably won't get to 19, although it's a short chapter. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you put on your robes. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. I mean, yeah, you look like a king, but I'm going to look like a pulper. <laughs> you go out there and ride in front of everybody. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> so the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Jehoshaphat, come on, buddy. Come on, man. Now, the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariots who were with him, saying, fight with no one small or great, but only with the king of Israel. They wanted the king because they knew if they got the king, they would win the battle. You kill the king, you win the battle. So it was when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said, it's the king of Israel. Let's get him. Therefore, they surrounded him to attack him. So Ahab's ploy worked. Jehoshaphat looked like a king. And all of the people who were attacking said, there's the king of Israel. They wanted Ahab. They wanted to kill Ahab. They didn't even know it was Jehoshaphat. So they surrounded him. And our boy Jehoshaphat, he comes through. Look at 31b. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him, and God diverted them from him. Remember, Jehoshaphat was deemed, he was a righteous guy. He had made some mistakes, but he had done what was right in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord was with him. 
Even in this compromise, even in this bad decision, the Lord was still there. That should tell us something. That should tell us that we're all going to make a bad decision every now and then. We're all going to do that, but when we cry out to the Lord, when we cry out to the Lord, when we realize our mistake and we cry out to the Lord, he's going to be there in a heartbeat. He's going to be there in a minute. And how many times have we taught when you turn around from your sin, when you turn around from your mistake, you'll probably bump in the Lord who is right behind you. And he's there with his arms open. My son, my daughter, my child, come to me. And that's what the Lord does for us. His words are, I never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you always, even until the end of the age, I am always there. He never walks away from us, but we walk away from him. But he's there. All you have to do is cry out. And I've contended all along, and the guys know when I say this, I contend all along. One of the greatest prayers you can ever pray is, Lord, help me. And he will hear that cry. And he will help you in your time of distress and in your time of need. He will be with you. Because he's a good, good father, a gracious God who wants nothing but the best for his children. Nothing but the best for you. And he will be there for you. The Lord helped him and diverted him. And so it was when the captain of the chariot saw that it was not the king of Israel that they turned back from pursuing him. I love this part. Now a certain man drew a bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Go figure. They have all this stuff on. And this one guy, this one guy draws his bow and says, okay, you know, he just shot this arrow in the air. Do your thing. And look what happens. And it struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. It hits a mark. So he said to the driver of his chariot, turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am wounded. The battle increased that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot, facing the Syrians until evening, and about that time of sunset, he died. He died. Then Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to the king Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Nevertheless, good things are found in you in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. See, this is the key. Jehoshaphat fell. He fell miserably. But because he did good, because his heart was to seek the Lord, who does that remind you of? David, absolutely. Look at all the trouble that David went through. But because his heart was right to the Lord during all the time, he is told to have a heart like God. This is what God is looking for. God is looking for a heart. Remember in 2 Chronicles 16? The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the land. For what? A heart that he can show himself strong on that behalf. And you see this right here. You see this. There's not much else. Let's read through. We'll get finished with 19. And then we can get 20 because we're still, it's interesting that Jehoshaphat has three or four chapters. It's interesting. So Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem and when he went among the people from Beersheba to the mountains of Ephraim and brought them back to the Lord God of their fathers. Listen, he's going out and he's bringing people back to the Lord. This is a revival. He's actually going out and bringing people back to the Lord. This is really cool. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out and bring people back to the Lord. You know, now I'm really hung up now after episode two and three of The Chosen. I'm really hung up on the words, come and see, come and see, come and see. Man, I'm hung up on that, man. I tell you what, that, wow, that was incredible. 
Then he, Jehoshaphat, set judges in the land throughout all the fortified cities of the Judah, city by city. And he said to the judges, take heed to do what to what you are doing, for you do not judge for man, but for the Lord who is with you in the judgment. Whoa. You're not judging for yourself. You're judging for the Lord. So you better be judging righteously. You better be judging truthfully. And you better be judging justly. You better be doing the things according to the Lord. So he really lays a heavy on them. This is what you need to do. How about our judgment? Whoa. How about our judgment? Are we supposed to judge? Well, it doesn't really say don't judge. It just says be careful when you judge. If you don't judge righteously, if you don't take the railroad tie out of your eye before you remove the speck in your brother's eye, if you judge poorly, the same judgment will be on you. So I have to be careful when you judge. And the best way to judge is go to the Lord. Make sure you're clean. Make sure you have confessed. Make sure you have admitted your sin. And make sure the Lord has forgiven you before you do any judging. Before you do any judging. Now, therefore, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take care and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God. No partiality nor taking of bribes. Wow. See, Jehoshaphat, once he gets back, once he realizes the error of his ways, he doesn't miss a beat. And I think this says something for us. Too many of us, you know, too many of us, and I've been there, guys, too many of us, we slip. We slip up and we spend so long walking around going, oh, I really made a mistake. Oh, the Lord doesn't love me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. We walk around like that for a while. When we should go right to the Lord, get on our knees, confess our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we cleanse us, then we says, get up and go. Let me use you. Come on. But we can't dwell on what happened. We can't dwell on what happened. And we do that so many times. And here, Jehoshaphat, the Lord saved him from disaster from cause of his bad decision. And Jehoshaphat now is bringing people to the Lord and he's guiding them and leading them like a true leader. Moreover, in Jerusalem, in the judgment of the Lord and for controversies, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites and priests and some of the chief fathers of Israel when they returned to Jerusalem. Remember, some of the Israelites who were in the northern kingdom were coming down. They were defecting from northern kingdom down to Judah because they wanted to serve the Lord their God. And when I read this part of it, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites and priests to be judges. Was this the beginning of the Sanhedrin? Was this the beginning of a group that would judge the council? And if this would go for years and years and years, and finally when Jesus was around, you know, he was before the judges, he was before the Pharisees, this sect. Did they come out of this? I don't know, it doesn't say, but it's a thought process that I'm, I'm going through. Verse 9, and he commanded them, saying, thus you shall act in the fear of the Lord, faithfully and with a loyal heart. Listen to the way he's talking to them. In the fear of the Lord, what is that? Quaking, shaking fear? No, a reverent a reverent fear of the Lord in all, standing in awe of the Lord, and I want to judge righteously. I don't want to do anything that will upset you, Lord. I don't want to get out of line one way. I want to keep my nose to the grindstone and keep my nose faced upon you so that I can do what you've called me to do. I want to be faithful, and I want to have a loyal heart. Oh, my, look at that. Do it faithfully with a loyal heart, loyal to the Lord. Man, you got to love Joe here. You really got to love this guy. You know, he's really bringing them back. He's really doing them. Whatever case comes to you from your brethren who dwell in their cities, whether of bloodshed or offenses against the law or commandment, against statutes or ordinance, you shall warn them, lest they trespass against the Lord and the wrath come upon you and your brethren. Whoa, wait a minute. 
He's saying, you warn them. He's given these guys charge to warn people. You know, it's okay to warn somebody that they're treading on thin ice. It's okay to warn them. It's okay. Be careful out there. Be careful where you're going. Is this a wise thing that you're doing? It's okay for us to warn people about this. It's not grievous that we warn them. It's not grievous that we tell people that they might be on a, on a bad spot. We have to do that. We have to do that. He said, they said this, the trespass against will wrath come of you and your brethren. If you don't do it, then the Lord has to deal with you. I've always contended that. Do this and you will not be guilty. Ooh. And take notice, Amariah, the chief priest, is over you in all the matters of the Lord, and Zebediah, the son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah. For all the king's matters, also the Levites, will be officials before you. Behave courageously, and the Lord will be with the good. I like that. Behave courageously, and the Lord will be with you. Be of good cheer. Be of good courage. The Lord is with you. Go back to what he said to Joshua. Be of good courage. I mean, how many times do we read through Scripture where the Lord is telling, be of good courage. Take courage. Know that I am with you. You know, if the Lord be on our side, who can be against us? The Lord is with us. Who can come against us? What can man do to us? What can they do? And this is what's happening here. It's a beautiful Scripture. We really can see a transformation here where, where Jehoshaphat was shaky there for a while. It was real shaky, and, he, and I think he, had, he got scared. He was in a tight spot, and he got scared, and when he cried out to the Lord, it kind of rolled him back. You know, sometimes the Lord lets us happen. Sometimes when we make a mistake, the Lord will let us go down that path until we reach the end and get a little problem, and we turn around, and he wants us to turn around. He wants us to come back to him, and I think it's important that we recognize that when we're down that path, we can turn to the Lord, and that's what we need to do one to another. We need to be like Jehoshaphat, and we see people going down the wrong path. We say, no, turn, go this way, and get them back to the Lord. That's what we need to do as brothers and sisters. That's what we need to do for each other with, out of love. You can talk to somebody in love. You can tell them in love. Now, whether the other person receives it in love, that's not up to them. But you address it in love. I believe you're going in error here. And you pray that the Holy Spirit would quicken their heart to the truth, and they would say, oh, my, you're right. Oh my, you're right. Let me go this way. Let me go the way of the Lord. That's all we want. But make sure your heart is perfect first. Make sure your heart is right first. Take that railroad tie out of your eye before you start moving specks out of everybody else's eye. Make sure you're okay with the Lord. Make sure you're okay. And when you ask for advice, you're going to get a lot of advice from people. And the more people you ask, the more advice you're going to get. you got to really be seeking the Lord because that's the advice you want. You want the Lord's advice, and the Lord will give you that advice. He will give it to you, and then he will confirm it through somebody. Or most of all, confirm it through his word. And this is what happens here. So the Lord used this one bad decision of Jehoshaphat to get his will done. He does that with all of us. You've been listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave has been working his way through the book of 2 Chronicles. 
Before you assume that this book entails a bunch of details from the past that don't really affect you today, make sure you take some time to appreciate what this book offers. In addition to the history of the Israelite people, you get to know the rise and fall of many kings. They were all sinners who needed a savior. They were just like every person today, no matter their status, who needs a savior. Do you know this savior, Jesus? If you do, you've come to greatly value what this means in your life. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, we want to help you understand that. No one has it all figured out on their own. For sure, no one is capable of living without sin and error. But what you need to realize is that there's a sure hope through the Savior, Jesus Christ. His willingness to be traded for your sins makes all the difference. By knowing Him personally and believing in Him, you get to move forward with life, knowing you're not perfect, but that God's bringing you into something better. The ministry of Assure Hope comes out of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're in the area, we'd love to worship God together with you this weekend. Head over to AssureHopeRadio.com for service times and directions. Again, that's AssureHopeRadio.com. If you can't make it in person, we stream our services live to Facebook and YouTube. That's all we have for today, but we look forward to connecting with you again on the next edition of Assure Hope. Show. Sure.